afternoon, or it's actually like nine o'clock, but um, <laughs> good afternoon. Um, this is Apartheid's Effects on the Racism, and I am Mary Stuffman. Um, this is all about how stupid racism is and how messed up it is. And the fact that it was literally something that was made up by the government to put people above and below people, in my opinion. Um, this is based on Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Um, it's about that the story, it's the story of a boy who grew up mixed in South Africa during apartheid. It's all about the different stories he has about his childhood, about his struggles with being mixed during apartheid, and all of the racism that he encountered. Um, I'm evaluating the lasting effect of the differences of being black, white, and mixed during apartheid. It matters because during apartheid, all three of these races were treated very differently and raised very differently. And it's really important to learn about this so that we can learn from their um, these horrible actions and these mistakes and hopefully stop them from happening ever again. Um, my first quote is from page 118 in paragraph 2. I have to find it. Uh, okay, found it. Um, <laughs> okay. You're almost there. You're so close. You're this close to being white. Pity your grandfather. Couldn't keep his hand off the cho- hands off the chocolate, eh? But it's not your fault you're colored, so keep trying. Because if you work hard enough, you can erase this taint from your bloodline. Keep on marrying lighter and whiter, and don't touch the chocolate, and maybe, maybe someday, if you're lucky, you can become white. I felt like this was really necessary because it proves the point that, like, racism is something that's so, like, uncalled for. Because in the quote, it literally, it says, it's not your fault you're colored. Exactly. It's not their fault, so why are they being punished for the color of their skin? It just, it doesn't make sense how these people's minds work and, like, what their thought process was in demeaning somebody because they're darker than you. Um, it, it shouldn't have been bad for a white person to love a black person. In fact, it shouldn't be bad for anybody to love anybody. Like, it just gotta throw this in here because it's very important like it shouldn't like doesn't matter your sexuality or what race you like what color they are what they look like it doesn't matter and the fact that like society holds these standards and like the government is hold these these standards like it's still not legal for gay people to marry their same sex in some states and it's mind-blowing but anyways um It's really sad and disappointing that someone would say these things to try to make some somebody else change their skin color to have basic human rights. Like, um, it's race is not a real thing. Black and white people are no different. I mean, we are all made the exact same. Our bodies all work the same. So why is it so hard for these people to get basic human rights? Just because of the color of their skin. Everybody deserves basic, basic human rights. That's why they're called basic human rights. Um, it's, it's, it's insane how unreal race is. But people like act like it's so important. And, uh, for, uh, and 
sorry. Um, if you could literally get your race changed by changing your skin color or changing your hair and the way you look, then what's the point of race? If you can just change it, then why is it a thing? Like, why is it a thing in the first place? Um, everyone deserves their basic human rights, not just straight white people. And for some reason, people, even today, still do not understand this. In fact, I actually had a an argument today with a boy at my lunch table about white people being allowed to say the N-word. Because they're not. And I, it, it's crazy that people still think that it's okay. Like... You don't know the history behind it, obviously, so you're not allowed to use it. And it's crazy um, that that happened today when we're literally learning about racism and apartheid in our lit classes. It's crazy. But, okay, so my second quote is also from page 118 in paragraph 1. If a white guy chooses to immerse himself in black culture and only hang out with black people, black people will say, cool, white guy, do what you need to do. If a black guy chooses to button up his blackness to live among the white people and play lots of golf, white people will say, fine, I like Brian, he's safe. Um, this one is also really important because it shows a big reality of subtle racism is the way I kind of see it. It's very subtle, but it's still very incredibly racist. Because it's something that still happens today, and I just, a lot of people feel the need to judge a person before they know them based on the color of their skin. It happens with Asian people, um, South American people, um, Mexicans, Indians, Native Americans, like, it, it happens to, to all of the races just because of their color of their skin, because in society, there's, there's these, these, um, what are they called, um, these, uh, social, like, stereotypes that are placed on all of these different races when they're not true, they're not true stereotypes, and they, people shouldn't be based off of those stupid stereotypes, um, uh, well, and it's crazy because a lot of those same races that I just listed off, they don't do that. They will accept like you because they know how it feels to be like demeaned and oppressed. So they they don't want that to happen to other people because it's happening to them. Like, why do you think they're fighting to get their basic human rights to be looked at the same as you do? Because it's just not, it's not right. And it just doesn't make sense to me that people still think that race is such a real thing today. Um, it's, it, 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 this quote really shows how racism against black people specifically is so prominent and not to mention very uncalled for. Um, my next quote is on page 122. Um, then in a split second before I could even react, all of these kids started pelting me with berries, pelting the shit out of me. Some of the berries weren't ripe and they stung like rocks. I tried to cover my face with my hands, but there was a barrage or a, a barrage um, coming out for me from all sides. They were laughing and pelting me, calling me names. I think those are slurs, so I'm not going to say them. I was terrified, just the suddenness of it. I didn't know what to do. I started crying, and I ran. I ran for my life all the way back down the road to our house. This quote, every time that I've read it, it's just it just makes my stomach churn because it's the fact that these literal, like, these literal children 
would assault another child for the color of his skin. I mean, he was not doing anything to harm them. He was minding his own business. He just wanted to make friends and fit in. Um, And I don't exactly know how old they are, but it doesn't matter because they were still children. And even today, if they were, or not even today, sorry, because even, even if they were all adults at this time, it's still, even, even if they were adults, that's even worse because it's like, really, you're going to assault this person because of the color of their skin. It, it's a horrible thing. And, but the fact that they were already being taught like this racism at this young age and actively assaulting another child for the color of his skin, it hurts imagining this happening. And I can't imagine having to live in fear of people hating me and even acting on that hate because of something so stupid as the color of somebody's skin, because it's, oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, Um, oh yeah, because back in apartheid, a lot of the, it's sad because a lot of the black people were taught to hate mixed people because they, I think he said in the book that they were the reason that black people were hated, but I I don't exactly remember. And it's kind of it's kind of insane that the government had this much effect on people's minds and the government still does and like to make people hate people who are just like them we're all the same and it it's crazy to me but okay so my last quote is in page 108 in paragraph two my father and i lived on a schedule and i visit him every sunday afternoon this one is not as much about race but it also is but i just i can relate to this one a lot more than i can the rest of the book i don't obviously relate to a lot of the things that they're talking about because i am not i don't experience the same oppression for the color of my skin um i chose this because i relate to this one i um my parents got divorced when I was around four or five and my dad lived quite far away and I didn't really like going to his house when I was younger because he had a girlfriend and she didn't treat us like we were her children so it was really like uncomfortable like a very uncomfortable like living situation and I also didn't understand like that my parents were divorced and that they didn't love each other anymore and that they they weren't going to be together. So I just didn't want to really see my dad and like leave my mom, especially because I did feel like my mom was very alone. But I, as I got older, I did start going to my dad's house on regular every other weekend. And I would be able to see him a lot more. But then my mom got remarried and we moved over to Woodstock and he lives he moved a little bit farther so he could be closer to his job and he so now he lives around two hours away and I understand how Trevor feels because I don't get to see my dad that much anymore and he didn't get to see his dad that much period and especially when he got older and his mom met his stepdad and his stepdad didn't want him to see his dad he didn't like you know, so he had to, like, sneak over there, and then his dad moved, and he wasn't able to see him at all, and he lost touch with him completely, which is really heartbreaking, because I couldn't imagine not being able to see my dad, because I'm such, like, I'm so close with my dad 
the only reason I don't live with my dad is because I don't want to leave school because I really love it over here. But I, I really feel for him. It's such a hard thing for any child to go through. And the fact that he couldn't be with his dad, especially because of his race, because his dad was white and he was mixed and it was a literal crime. And it's sad and heartbreaking that he wasn't allowed to see his dad and his father wasn't able to be the father that he could be and he wasn't able to have that father figure in his life other than his stupid drunk stepdad which he was not a father figure he horrible person but it's yeah it's heartbreaking and that's my last quote but if you've listened this far I have some other things that I'd like to talk about pertaining to race but it's also it it relates to Attack on Titan and um, I really love the way Isyama wrote this story to be about race because he's educating a lot of people because it relates so much to the real world and to apartheid and to what happened to the Jews in Germany. By the way, if you didn't know, um, Attack on Titan is actually based on a city in or a town in Germany. Um, and but it's 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 crazy because. In Marley, the Eldians that lived in Marley were segregated from everybody else. They weren't allowed to have their basic human rights. They were literally killed if they were gone outside the walls. It broke my, it breaks my heart. And it's, 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 it's crazy to me. And, but, sorry. Um, but it, um. It's it's very it, it it especially relates to the book in the way that the Eldians that lived on parody or the Eldians that lived in Marley hated the Eldians on parody and thought them as devils and I feel like that's a lot of what the government in a part the government in South Africa or in Africa did to like the black people in the way that they made the black people have this hate for mixed people and I don't exactly remember why. I wish I did so I could talk about it more. But I think that it's it's really... I I, I think Asyama is very intelligent. Like, he's did an amazing job with this story. And Attack on Titan is amazing. Um, but he... Um, but it also... It, it relates a lot. Like, a lot, a lot to what happened to the Jews in Germany during World War II. With the armbands, they weren't allowed to leave. They're designated, like, areas. And it's... I think think it's amazing that he's putting race in this light. So it's like, maybe teenagers, whoever, children that watch this show will see this and be like, Okay, so if we let racism get this bad bad things are going to happen. Obviously, we can't start the rumbling, but we can get into a nuclear war, and that would be the end of the world, basically. And that's really scary to think about, but it's something that could definitely happen if we don't get our stuff together. Because even now, people are still oppressed, and it's really sad. Um, But that's really all I have to say. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Bye!